It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Good morning, everybody. If you're listening to this right now, that means Miss Mary and I did not make it into the station, which means conditions were actually that bad in and around our studios. So Miss Mary picked one of her favorite best of shows. So that's what you're listening to live on the air. But that doesn't mean that we're done here. So we didn't leave you hanging. So keep that Wake Up Wyoming app nearby. If you haven't downloaded that yet, go ahead and download that now. It's free at your app store for Wake Up Wyoming. And make sure you check on there to get those news alerts because we have news, weather, weather updates, road conditions. We're sending you that all morning long. Also, for those people who like to chat with me on the Wake Up Wyoming app, you can still do that because I'll be active all the way until about 10 o'clock this morning on the Wake Up Wyoming app just like you talk to me every single morning. Now, if you haven't tried this feature yet, when you open your Wake Up Wyoming app, you'll notice there is a toolbar across the middle. You'll see chat on there. Just touch the chat button. Now you can text me. You can send me text messages. Send me pictures. Uh, send me a story if that's what you want to send me. I'll be chatting with people all morning long from all across the state and all across the region on the Wake Up Wyoming app. Also, be watching our social media because there's going to be some Facebook lives as well because I'm not going to leave you hanging as far as the winter weather and road conditions live. Our news teams are working on this. Our weather teams are working on this. But I'll do some Facebook live to show what conditions are across the state and what people are getting from across the state. That way we're all sort of interconnected during the course of the storm. Now, some people are going to get this worse than others. Some people are going to look outside and go, that's it for snow? Yeah, the temperature is going to drop to sub-zero, but the amount of snow is going to vary quite a bit. From maybe about three, four inches of snow, some people are going to get way over a foot, some people up to 18 inches. That's what we're going to keep you up to date on. As far as Wyoming roads are concerned, the state is closed. Morning. We're sorry, but due to winter conditions, Wyoming is closed. If you are interested in winter recreation or just passing through, we just can't help you right now. Honestly, we're okay with it. Y'all are crazy out there, and we needed a break. It's cold. Yeah, no kidding. Bleep in there makes total sense. It is really cold out there. Again, negative numbers. Last night, tomorrow's well. This is real record-breaking stuff we have going on here. I was just telling someone yesterday, I grew up on a tropical island. What the hell am I doing? Well, all right. Anyway, here I am. Here we are going through this. You know, the governor yesterday asked for some federal assistance, and it really didn't have anything to do with roads. It's more like for those people of livestock interest. This has been a really tough winter for those with any kind of livestock. We've been through several days, in fact, maybe even a full week or more, if you add all the days up together that have had sub-zero temperatures. Add all of the snow in on top of that, the drought is definitely breaking. So a whole lot of snow, that's good news, but has not been good for livestock interest. 
that's what we've been dealing with in this storm here. Even though it's quick moving, it's moving through the area really fast, this is going to cause some more people out there to lose more of their livestock. And so the governor asked for some assistance from the federal government for you people who have lost a lot so far and will lose some more during the course of this storm. And, of course, we're not done with this yet. So here comes more bad news. In talking with Don Day from Dayweather, he saw this coming, although he can't give you the details until we get here, right? But he saw this coming about a week or two away. Next week uh, could be more of the same. Now, he's hedging on this. He's making sure that what he's going to say is accurate. But keep listening to Don Day's weather forecast because next week could bring more of the same. Maybe not as bad as this week, but could bring more of the same. Now, the good news is, we'll see, we are actually getting to the latter half of wintertime. But you know what that means for that spring storm. And we always do this every single year in Wyoming, don't we? When it's all said and done, finally spring is here. They declared the official start of spring, and we've had several nice weeks in a row. But we're all waiting, aren't we? Every one of us, we do this. We keep looking at the skies wondering, and so when is it going to hit? And there's always that one last big storm. And hopefully that brings a whole lot of wet with it. As much as I hate all of the highways and everything else closing down, I look at it and think, yeah, but we've been needing this wet. Now, it's not just us that's been needing it. When you look at the states more west from us, they've really been needing it. And California has been in a major drought for about the past three years or so. They're even reaching the end of this. This has been an enormous amount of snow. You've heard me talking about La Nina and El Nino. Okay, this is transitioning from one to the next. And so we've reached into that period of time where the cycles of the sun affecting the temperature of the Pacific Ocean, sort of south of the equator a little bit, that's where that happens. And when that area warms up enough, it starts to send moisture into the air, which gets sent to us, and that's the end of our drought cycle. So we are transitioning out of one cycle into the next. When the sun is not very active, that's when things get really dry out west. When the sun is very active with sunspots and solar activity, that's when we get a whole lot of rain and, well, winters like this one. So as annoying as it is to go through all of this, it's good that we're going through all of this because here comes that wet weather that we need. Now, road conditions, why not? I have several posts up on the Wake Up Wyoming website this morning, and if you can keep a hold of the YDOT app as well, watch us, watch the YDOT app, but probably a good idea for most of the state of Wyoming to just not, if there's some place that you needed to go, and just hang out. Now, it's not just today. Remember, when this system exits, it's going to leave the state really fast with a lot of wind and you know what that means here's the light fluffy snow on the ground here comes all of that wind you know the routine right and all of that's just gonna pile up snow across the region that just got done landing so road conditions for the next few days are not going to be the greatest now we had a meeting yesterday getting ready here at our studios getting ready on all of our radio stations town square stations all across wyoming all across the region and as we talked about this one of the things that i brought up is a conversation i had the last time i ran into governor gordon which is at our our stations here and we were talking about y dot resources and they are short snowplow drivers 
So it's been very difficult to keep up with all of these storms. Now, what they've been doing up until now is positioning those drivers. If, let's say, Campbell County got hit, they would send all of their snowplow drivers up to Campbell County. If Laramie got hit, they'd send them all down to Laramie or wherever else, Rock River, wherever they might be needed. What do you do when the entire state gets hit at once? Now those resources are spread out across the state, and they have no way to really focus them on just here or just there. My guess is what they'll probably do is focus on the interstates first in the areas that were hardest hit and then work from there. I mean, if you were thinking strategically, how exactly would you handle clearing all of this out of the way, especially when every time they plow through, here comes another gust of wind and it just covers it all back up again. This is what YDOT's going to be dealing with for several days after the storm gets done. So just because the snow stops doesn't mean we're done with this. And a lot of you are going to be stuck where you are for just a, a little while longer. That's why I say keep the Wake Up Wyoming app with you. Keep checking in. We'll send you alerts as we get them. We're looking for the latest road conditions, but also weather conditions, which include wind. A nice part of all of this is that sub-zero that hit us is not going to be here for very long. We get back out into the 30s real quick. The bad news is that wind sticks around for a while, and we're just going to have to deal with that and all of the blowing snow. So stay warm. Keep in tune with us. Chat with me on the Wake Up Wyoming app by sending me a text message. And together, we'll get through all of this. Sometimes the best way to say it is with a little satire. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's why the Wake Up Wyoming Morning Show writes and creates right here in our own studios. We now return you to another... Uh, really? Your favorite bits with your help as an audience. And you can listen anytime you want with Wyoming Altered States. Download the Wake Up Wyoming app today. It's free. Touch on demand on the toolbar, then touch Wyoming Altered States and select your favorite bit. Listen and share. Open calendar. What's my schedule looking like? Next Thursday, you will be caught in an emergency flash flood between Park and First Street. What? No, no, that, that doesn't work. I'm, I'm busy then. Decline. De decline. Floods don't exactly work around your schedule. Disasters don't plan ahead. But you can. It starts with talking to your loved ones about making an emergency plan. So don't wait. Communicate. Get started today at ready.gov slash plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Imagine, imagine being denied an apartment because of housing discrimination. It's so wrong. But who has the power to stop this? You do. The law is on your side. If you've been discriminated against because of race, color, religion, sex, national origin, disability, or familial status, file a complaint with HUD. Fair housing is your right. Use it. Visit HUD.gov slash fair housing. A public service message from HUD and the National Fair Housing Alliance. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods is on the air. Sorry, but we had a budget. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. More and more people have now gotten me on the uh, social justice thing since I brought up the social justice warrior thing. Yes, more episodes are coming. 
I just decided real quick before I get while I'm digging into this. What I should be doing, I'm looking at this all wrong. Rather than taking a look at what these people say, like I pointed out Obama and his birthday party and uh, money, wealth, what Obama said about it and what he does, COVID, climate change, all of that, and everything that he's hypocritical about, which are just one thing after the next, massive. So what I'm going to do from now on is I'm not going to listen to what these people say. Instead, I am actually going to hold these people up as examples that I should aspire to. Here's what I mean. So Obama has multiple mega mansions. Okay, I want big I want big mansions too. They ride around in limos and SUVs. Okay, that sounds pretty cool to me, right? They're all filthy rich, although they didn't earn their money by actually producing things through labor. We disagree there, but they're all mega wealthy, so that's good. Mega wealthy is a good thing. They like to fly around in big jets and so on. So you see, I'm not going to listen to anything that they have to say. If I'm ever confronted with one of these people, I'm just going to tell them. I'm sorry, I'm not listening to what you have to say. I am, however, following your example. That goes for Al Gore, too. That goes for our current president. I am going to live by your example. You are filthy rich, and you live this mega lifestyle which is what I'm gonna do too. So don't tell me that I can't. Now someday if you decide to get rid of all of that and move into a micro home and drive a tiny little electric car and give up the vast wealth that you have and quit flying around in corporate jets, then I'll do that too. I'm not gonna go by what you say, I'm living by examples. That's the way I'm gonna handle this from now on. Does that work for you guys too? Okay, I think we're maybe we're on to something here. Back to the social justice warrior real quick, since people are sending me all sorts of notes on that, I'm gonna answer a couple more of them. So, and someone did send me, does he look like this? Yes, now Miss Mary informs me, uh, was it Vector is the guy's name? Okay, I've never seen that character before, but it just about fits right, a character named Vector. And I can draw a character very similar to that for Social Justice Warrior. So here was episode three, where the Social Justice Warrior once again defeats himself. Now, I'm the voice of the announcer. I'm the voice of the Social Justice Warrior. Fire Pit Paul from Cheyenne, Wyoming, is the voice of the evil nemesis, Average White Guy. We return you now to the thrilling adventures of... Uh, okay, we're not sure what his superhero name is yet, uh, but he's going to fight for social justice and junk like that. So, anyway, we return you now to... Um, uh, okay, screw it. Here's the little dork in the rainbow spandex, which he said he wasn't going to wear because he doesn't have the butt for it, but no, honestly, he doesn't. He waits 
lurking in the bushes because he was sure he could smell a crime in action. You! Stop what you're doing at once! Do you mean to destroy the planet? I was wondering if you were going to hide in the bushes all day. Figured you just wanted a burger and were afraid to ask. You saw me over there? You're kind of hard to miss in those rainbow tights. Do your parents know you're running around like that? Parent? Sir, I am an adult. Um, if you say so. Now put that spatula down. You're grilling an innocent animal and pumping CO2 into the air. I'm just grilling burgers. Decide. What are you doing? Are you hitting me? Is that supposed to be hitting me? <laughs> Oh, this is exhausting. You look pale. Have a seat. Here, drink this. What is this? Sweet tea. Isn't that what Southerners drink? Sure. You thought you could trick me into racism, did you? Oh, for the love of... Well, maybe he wasn't so successful with his first mission, but Social Justice Man will not be deterred. And we'll return next week to tackle another villain. Honestly, you don't have the butt for those tights. I ordered that Buns of Steel video from Amazon. I'm sure I can fill it out. To come, but you see, once again, here as he doesn't obviously doesn't have the physical prowess or skills to go ahead and take someone out in a fight. Uh, so he ends up doing what he can to try to defeat his opponent, but it's all self-defeating. Everything that he tries to do ends up being self-defeating. There was even an episode when it came to trying to get rid of straws. This is the kind of thing that you've heard me talk about on the air how many times. When it comes, well, straws, we got to get rid of those straws because plastic straws. Now, let me, for those who haven't heard the whole story on that, let me back up a bit. So with the straws, it was a nine-year-old. This is a true story. A nine-year-old did a report for class where he researched, let's put that in air quotes, because he doesn't know what he's doing. He's nine years old. Researched to find out if straws were harmful to the environment. He came to the conclusion that Americans use 500 million straws a day, and most of them wind up in the ocean. Now, when that, of course, news media jumped all over that, and city councils around America started trying to ban straws, which is not possible. So there is no real ban on straws anywhere. The reality is when someone actually did some research, we find out that Americans don't use anywhere near 500 million straws a day, and those straws don't wind up in the ocean, not nowhere near it. Do you think straws we use here in Wyoming wind up in the ocean? Yeah, the plastic that's floating in the ocean came from Asia, not America. But still, our social justice warrior must put an end to straws. We now rejoin our social justice um, hero, more like wacko, but whatever. As his, his. Well, what the hell do you want to be identified as anyway? Zed. Really? Yes, really. <sighs> okay. 
but I'm not getting paid enough for this crap. We need to talk. Fine. After this episode. You're on. <clears throat> we now rejoin our social justice uh, hero as said superhero catches the sound of a planet in crisis. Who is this planet killer passing out plastic straws? Oh, hey. I was wondering if I was going to see you again. Average white guy. My evil foe. Uh, my name is Steve. You can help if you want. Help, you say? Why would I help you destroy the planet? What? No, this is a church picnic. We've ordered a bunch of Chick-fil-A and invited the homeless to lunch in the park. Give me that straw, you fiend. <laughs> Okay, so you don't want to help feed these needy people. You want to waste your energy beating up my straw. I've dispatched that one. How many more did you hand out? <laughs> About 300. Oh, Lord. Really? Well, that'll take forever. And you'll never get them to give up all that Chick-fil-A we've handed out. You, sir, are more evil than I imagined. Join us next week when you'll hear Average White Guy ask... Do you ever fight for anything that isn't bat crap crazy? I think Batman has that arena covered, so not really. Yeah, so more episodes to come. But you see, again, the fun of writing this guy and voicing this guy is everything he does is self-defeating according to the rules that he invented himself. That's his own grip tonight. His own philosophy is self-defeating. So his own grip tonight is himself. Wake up, Wyoming. Glenn Woods, thanks for joining me. I'm talking this morning about the authoritarians. And they don't just exist on the left. Remember those people on the left now that are authoritarians. They were the ones during the 60s that said, question everything and fight the man. You know, that kind of thing. They were against authoritarians and live your own life and be free. And now freedom of speech, free love, all of that kind of stuff. Now those are the same people that are saying, do what your government tells you to do. And you're supposed to be part of the collective and, and part of the crowd, which I never was part of a collectivist crowd or mob or hive, as I like to put it. So you see how that's changed. And the right wing has done the same thing. There was a time that the right wing was the authoritarians, and yet 
now they're the ones pushing for freedom and liberty. It's really interesting how that switched over. Jim is in Casper. He says, pick a movie, say Hunger Games, Maze Runner, Logan's Run. You know, all the controlling government movies. Now, how many people like Don the Moron Lemon cheer for the defiant anti-government heroes in those movies? Yeah, they're the ones pushing the very thing they think is reprehensible in those movies. This, I think, only drives home the hypocrisy of the liberal left. Well, and you're right about that. But remember now, when we were kids, Jim, a lot of those old movies, remember the movies that had, there was the lady, old lady in town that always wore black and she was uh, usually clutching her Bible, even though she didn't seem to be very religious. She was more interested in authority. And she was the one that ran the town. And it was the teenagers who overthrew her authority. Well, in that case, they were representing what was true at the time. It was the right that was acting like a bunch of authoritarians. And it was the left who was saying, freedom, freedom. And yet, once the left got what they were asking for and were old enough to become in charge, what did they do with it? Yeah, they actually became the authoritarian figures that they used to fight against. Hello, Chet and Yoder, Rhiannon and Fort Danger also there up this morning dropping me notes. Okay, so when I take a look at what authoritarianism is, let's take a look at Biden again with some of his mandates and something he recently said. This is not about freedom. Or personal choice. It is, but it's about protecting yourself and those around you. Mm -hmm. My job as president is to protect all Americans. No, it's not. Okay, let's say what is his job as president? Let's take a look at this. Well, he's supposed to implement the laws that Congress passed not to protect us. Government job is basically this. At the federal level, they provide a military to keep us in a bubble of freedom. So in that sense, yeah, they'll protect us from outside forces. Govern on more of a, a and they provide courts to settle some big disputes like that. On more of a local level, government will provide police and fire for some protection as best they can provide, um, arrest bad people. We have courts to deal with those bad people and settle our disputes. And government can go ahead and build some roads and bridges. That's about it. They're not supposed to be doing much else. So when the president says he's getting impatient with us, those of us, those who haven't gotten a, a vaccine and he's getting impatient, well, it's none of his business to be patient or not patient. I more agree with Governor Gordon, who he got the vaccine, but says he has a neighbor who's not going to get it. He said, I disagree with the guy, but it's his decision. Now, that's more in line with what your government's supposed to be doing. The purpose of government in America is to make sure that your freedoms and liberties are secure. They're not supposed to be guiding us, issuing guidance. Well, it drives me crazy whenever I, I hear that from a government agency. They're issuing guidance. They're not supposed to be writing rules, regulations, laws about every little thing. That's simply not the purpose of government. They want to offer some good advice, great, but that's not what government is supposed to be doing in America. You are free.
Your life is yours. And the limited purpose of government is to protect that so you can go ahead and live your life the way you want, which means you're going to live in a way that some people disagree with. It's none of their business. And when you see other people living in a way that you don't like, it's none of your business. See, living like that comes with a certain level of maturity and responsibility, which unfortunately a lot of people don't possess. And there's part of the problem that we'll talk about this morning. Let's wake up, Wyoming. This weather update from Never Boring. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-Woods. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me, if you're just joining me. What I'm talking about this morning. Getting away from most of the news that's out there is authoritarianism in all of its many forms. So I'm giving many examples, but I'm on one topic. And that is those people who are in charge, who think that they're supposed to be ruling over the rest of us, telling us what to do when you're supposed to be a free person in a free country. Now, hello, Wild Bill and Laramie says the president's job is to uphold the Constitution. Yes, but and when Congress writes laws and he signs that law, Congress is supposed to go home. And then whose job is it to make sure that laws are being implemented and basically run things? And that's the job of the president. That's why it's the administrative branch of government. So he's supposed to be running the business of government. Like the governor is supposed to be running the business of the state while the House and Senate are out. And even on a local level, your mayor is supposed to be running the business of the city. That's what their job is. But they're not to be authoritarians. I-80 John, Hitler, Stalin, Mao, authoritarian leaders. Well, let me give you one more close to home. So... There was in Cheyenne, Wyoming, I will not call, I'm not going to call out names. Cheyenne, Wyoming, a few years ago, city council. And somebody in the state of Wyoming had, or in Cheyenne, had put up a sign in their yard. Small sign, about the size of one of those little campaign signs. But it wasn't a campaign sign for any candidate. He just expressed a political opinion and stuck that sign in his lawn so people driving by could see it. Well, one woman on the city council didn't like that, and she wanted to ban those signs. Now, there was a quick fight that ended, I mean, abruptly. This woman lost, but she wanted to pass an ordinance along with some other city council members. Well, you can't put a sign like that in your yard. Well, first off, his yard. So, yes, he can. It's his yard. He gets to do what he wants with it. And it's the city's council's job to protect that right. Not to tell him what he can and can't do with his yard. 
that reminds me of the people in Orlando, Florida, who decided instead of planting a lawn in their yard, they planted a garden in their front yard. And the city came along and said, well, you're not allowed to do that. Well, they fought and eventually won, this couple did, for the what's supposed to be a basic right. It's our front yard. We want to put rocks down, we will. We want to put flowers down, we will. We want to plant vegetables, we will. And it's the city's job to protect that. Back to Cheyenne, Wyoming. So some members on the city council, beginning with this one councilwoman, and some others joined her. Well, I, he can't stick a sign in his yard with a political opinion on it. Yes, he can, and it's your job to protect that. There's also, it's not just his property rights, it's his First Amendment rights to say what he wants to say. Well, what if he says something offensive? Well, anyone who's offended can deal with it. This is where it comes down to, and I've had people turn to me when I've said something like that. Well, you told me I was supposed to deal with it. Yes, I did. Because to live in a free country takes a certain level of maturity and responsibility. Which means at times you're going to see something that you don't like. I was driving through a South Dakota, actually Nebraska town, a few years ago. And somebody had a sign in their yard. Same kind of a sign, same size that you would put it for if you were in favor of a certain candidate for mayor or whatever. But this time it said no pipelines or no two pipelines or something like that. He was opposed to oil pipelines and gas pipelines. I completely disagree with that, but he's allowed to say that. What if what if your next door neighbor wanted to you're let's say a Trump supporter and your next door neighbor wants to put an anti-Trump sign in your yard? Well, that's probably going to make you as a Trump supporter mad as hell. So you put a sign in your yard that's a pro-Trump sign. You're allowed to do that and you're supposed to just deal with it. See, it takes a certain level of maturity and responsibility to live in a free country. And you each should be willing to defend the other's right to have that sign in their yard, pro and con. So I was glad this is some years ago that in Cheyenne, Wyoming, it was shot down real fast, the idea that you can't put a political sign in your yard any time during the year. Of course you can. It's your yard. It's your opinion. And you're allowed to do that. And the city's council job, unbeknownst to certain people on the city council at the time, was to protect that. I got a lot more on this this morning. 642. Wake up, Wyoming. If you're a bit seven oh six the time, it's wake up Wyoming. It is officially a Wednesday, right? Well, you know, the snow comes in. Yeah, it's Wednesday and lose track of all time. All right, just so you know, I did make it into the studios this morning. I am here live, which I got a note from a couple of people saying, Glenn, you, you arrived at work today. You're making the rest of us look bad. And I am sorry about that. I woke up this morning, first off, about 1 o'clock in the morning, looked out the window and went, hmm, okay. 
Doesn't look all that bad. Hang on a second. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> okay. Wait a minute. Says auto. Sending a note to Miss Mary there. And then I woke up again at 2 o'clock in the morning, and I looked out the window and went, no, really, I've driven to work and far worse than this. But that's where I am right now, right? So I decided to head to work. I'm uh, at that point texting somebody who I work with in another station down the hall, and we both decided to try it. Very little was plowed as I came into work, but again, I'm talking about where I'm located. Very little was even touched or plowed, but I made it in just fine because for me, it's all downhill all the way. So about 2.30-ish, I'm at the station here, and I'm getting work done. So it, we, we've been fine since then. The worry, because a lot of people have shown up to work, the worry from all of us at all these radio stations is, but how are we going to get home? Because it just keeps on coming down. Right? Now, depending on where you are, is how bad some people are going yeah you know it really wasn't all that bad here this winter storm other people uh you're, you're getting hammered as i speak so let's get this out of the way warning we're sorry but due to winter conditions wyoming is closed if you are interested in winter recreation or just passing through we just can't help you right now honestly we're okay with it y'all are crazy out there and we needed a break it's Cold. Yeah, getting colder all the time. Let's see. There's one degree last time I looked. I think the temperatures dropped a little bit from there. Donde will be on 745 to explain all of this. Now, I am taking a look at YDOT for you. And YDOT's really slow loading right now. I think it's because so many people are trying to log on. But here's what I mean by close. I-25, the whole thing through Wyoming, closed. I-80 from Cheyenne all the way over to Rock Springs is closed. Past Rock Springs, you can do it, but not advised. Most other roads, in fact, every other road up the central part of Wyoming is closed. The extreme east part of Wyoming has some open roads, but white-knuckle driving, all right? It just depends on what the intensity. Let me give you an idea of intensity. So I mentioned Rock Springs. Man, Rock Springs and Rawlins just hammered overnight. In fact, I've told you before about a thing called the Windy app, which you can go ahead and look up online. I'm going to call them up right now. Yeah, okay, they're still really getting nailed. So from, let's say, Wamsutter, Superior, Rock Springs, and north of there, they have some seriously heavy winds and blowing snow in that area. A lot of the rest of you, in fact, if I were to go, let's say, Rock River, Medicine Bow, Hannah, you guys are getting pretty good winds, too. Not as bad as people to the west of you, but you're getting pretty good winds right there, too. Casper, you're doing all right. I mean, it's it's windy in Casper and Glen Rock and Douglas. It's, you know, it's on the windy side, but it's nothing you haven't handled as far as wind. It's just blowing a lot of snow around. And a lot of snow is still falling across the area. If you're not getting snow right now, you will probably get some more as the day goes on. When it ends, well, DJ up in Gillette sent me a note that her front steps are gone. <laughs> well, yeah, again, it, and you could be getting more snow, DJ, as the day goes on. I'll keep you up to date. And again, Don Day is on at 745. And let me go ahead and check. I know everybody can do that. I'm going to go check the weather radar. There was a time when it was impressive when I would say, oh, I'm going to go check the weather radar now. And everybody was really impressed. Now anybody can do it on their phone. So, okay, big 
uh, pile of snow falling, let's say right in the middle of the state, Riverton, Lander, you know, places like that. And then outside of that, most of what you're experiencing, there is still snow falling, but a lot of it's just blowing around. Cheyenne's getting snow. Laramie has gotten some, not as much as other people. It does stretch up to just south of Wheatland and Torrington, and I'm looking at fresh snow on the radar falling right now. So that's where we are. Road conditions, again, let's see, uh, was it Shelly Mills? Hooray, I'm working from home, so I get to listen to the the whole show today. Do you have a cot in your studio? Oh, that that's a good question. People have, several people, in fact, Shelly, have asked me that. Here's what I do, and I'm just ready for this. I always have, at work, a stash. There's um, some cans of soup, some good food. There's some fruit here. There's oatmeal, you know, stuff like that. So that's always ready. There's always a stash. And there's always my own personal stash of coffee, even though the station has coffee. Now, in this building, there's an upstairs and a downstairs. And there's three offices I can think of that have really big, comfortable couches. I've sat on these couches and wanted to fall asleep. I could definitely lay down on them. So there is always the option that, you know, I think I might just stay here and I can just curl up on one of those couches and just call it good. And I have everything that I need. Now, I've done that in the past, not just in Wyoming at radio studios, but when I was working, let's say, in Florida, here comes a hurricane, you know, something like that. And I've always had a stash, everything ready to go at work so I can just go ahead and camp out. So my thought is not getting to work actually wasn't all that bad. I've driven in far worse. Getting home, however, and I'm with Miss Mary on this one. So this show, it ends at 10 o'clock. And she said, 10 o'clock, I'm going home. And I'm saying, yeah, me too, before it gets any worse than this. Now, here's what I mean by getting worse than this. All right. According to Don Day's forecast, and again, 745, he joins me live. So this snow continues. How long with you? Depends on where you are. Some people, you're not anywhere near out of the woods. Some people, you're sort of done with it. But at some point, it will wrap up. And there's just a little bit of rest. Even those places that are getting a lot of wind, your wind will calm down. Things will get really quiet for a while. But you know what happens when it gets really quiet. That also means it gets really cold. And that's when those sub-zero temperatures come in. And so overnight, this is going to get into the negative teens as we go through the overnight hours. Thursday, it might just be uh, calm and clear. Again, we'll talk to Don Day about that, but that looks like what Thursday is. But then comes Wednesday, uh, Thursday, Friday. Okay, I'm getting my days mixed up here. Then we get into Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Chinook winds. Warm weather comes in, warm by the standards of where we just were, negative teens. Okay, so we warm up to like 30s. Some people might get low 40s. That comes in. But if warm weather is coming in like that, that means it comes blowing in. And so just when you get done shoveling everything away so you can get to work and your walkways clear and whatever else you might need to clear, you know, the pathway to the barn and so on. Here comes that wind over the weekend, and it all starts blowing around again. Right Now, what I don't want to tell you, but I got to tell you, and again, I will grill Don Day about this at 745. 
this is a prelude to what happens next week and maybe even the week after. Because what Don Day is saying when he sees, well, everything lining up, it's lining up like it's one system after the next for a while. So while the temperatures may or may not get this cold again, still, though, it's just one winter system after the next for a few weeks. Good news, we get a lot of snow out of that. We certainly could use as much wet as possible. Bad news is I'm starting to hear from a lot of people, okay, that's enough. Bring on the spring. 715 Wake Up Wyoming. Glenn Woods, on air, online, and on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. Seven twenty one is the time to wake up Wyoming. Hey, snowplow drivers, thanks, guys, and other emergency officials out there. And for those snowplow drivers and emergency officials, please... Just drive slow around them and give them a lot of extra room. There was a video have up in the Wake Up Wyoming website this morning of a, a state trooper here in Wyoming. He is parked on the side of the road to help somebody, and a truck gets out of control and goes on his left side, which means in the ditch, and the trooper jumps out of the way at the last second, and a big semi just blows right by him. Trooper just barely got out of the way. Truck ends up smashing into a snowbank. So you understand how it's like out there. That's why I say just slow, be patient, drive careful, make smart decisions. You get the idea. Total ripoff for kids out there. A lot of places have called a snow day. Now, if Wyoming calls a snow day, it's bad. A lot of places just said that's a snow day. But then, hey, kids, virtual learning. Okay, so then they still have to go to school. I'm sorry, kids. I, you know, it back in my day, I get to say that kind of stuff now because I'm getting old enough. When I was a kid, we didn't go. My, now, my grandparents would have said, yeah, we had to walk to school uphill in the snow both ways. Yeah, my day didn't have a snow day because I grew up in Florida, so that, thing, that never happened. But for those people who did have snow days, that was such a cool thing. Hey, it's snowing too much. We get to stay home. Not anymore. So check your local, not just schools, but we do have some listings on the Wake Up Wyoming site about the kinds of things that are closed, and pretty much everything is. And this is one of those, well, why I was telling you guys early on, just stock up. Hang out, what movies did you pick? That kind of stuff. Because might the might be at this just for a little while longer. Like I said, Thursday you'll get a chance to dig out. Then we get into the weekend, and here comes the wind, and we're right back where we started from again. So... I hate snow 
flash freeze that we had and so it wasn't so much snow that was all over the roads it was just ice so snow was coming down a lot of it right and temperatures went from positive plus 35 degrees to negative 15 and did it in about a half hour time that's flash freezing and that flash freezing caused ice all over the place and so me trying to get home i wasn't driving across snowy roads it was just a block of ice everywhere one of those times you ever make it back home and think wow how the hell did i avoid getting hit or hitting anybody else because it's like bumper cars out there all right we're not at that stage yet this is the kind of light fluffy stuff that actually makes it a little easier to drive in as far as traction is concerned you just got to worry about maybe getting high centered or something like that but as far as traction is concerned you're okay so far still I'd recommend just stay home. 
So, uh, so you got the Netflix all lined up there. Soup is on the stove. Yeah, that's about it. And then again, tomorrow, it temp- right now where I'm at, it temperature's gone to zero. So, Miss Mary, when you walked in the door, the temperature was one. We're now at zero. We're soon going to be getting into the negative numbers. And that's the forecast for the rest of today and into tomorrow. Temperature's not going to go up as the sun is coming up. The temperature is going to be going down and quite a bit. And again, we get into the overnight hours. Now we're into the negative teens in some places. So, all right, there's the cold weather and probably very good chance of maybe even clear skies tomorrow, which is part of what cools things down so much, as I've talked to Don Day about this over the years. You get into the overnight hours and the skies are clear. All right. Any heat that was around gets a chance to just escape because the skies are clear. Just escape out of the atmosphere there. So that's why it just drops so cold overnight. Now, when the warmth starts to come back our way, it comes in with wind. So here again, that's right back where we started from as far as shoveling is concerned. All right, we're coming up on 7.30, so local news coming your way. An update on that weather forecast. I do have a short segment for you, a couple of things to talk about. Then we're going to get into... Doug, our man in Cheyenne, with the legislative update. After that, Don Day, 745, joins me live. No, he didn't skip town. He's actually still in Wyoming. He'll talk us through the rest of this through the weekend. Let's wake up, Wyoming. You do with the Wake Up Wyoming app. Free download for Apple and Android. This is K2 Radio. Seven thirty-six. The time it's wake up, Wyoming. Chet in Yoder sent me a note. Yeah, I got less than an inch of snow. Is basically what he's telling me. I sent you a video, Chet. If you watch that, that's Don Day doing his video cast really early this morning. Chet is in the bottom. If you're looking at Wyoming, bottom right-hand corner. That little area did not get much snow. Now the rest of the state. When you get way over to like Rock Springs, oh my Lord, they got hammered. The wind was brutal. The snow, other places like that around Rock Springs, just horrible out there. Where I'm at, we, we're we still getting snow. We got a, you know, we got some last night and we're still getting it now. It's not stopping and that could go on all day long. So we'll see. De- just depends on where you are. As far as highways go in Wyoming, it's all closed pretty much i mean the it, wyoming is closed right now so okay again i'll have don day on 745 this a few minutes from now and we'll talk about all of this in our exit strategy through the weekend and what's coming next week sorry to say real quick cowboy state daily 24 million in federal money to build those charging stations in wyoming now they're yeah for electric vehicles now they're saying that's probably not enough money yeah See, i'd rather we just didn't do it at all I mean, again, let, let private companies do it if they want to do it. Federal Highway Administration released a final minimum standard for a national electric vehicle infrastructure program. Now the Wyoming Department of Transportation can begin issuing requests for proposals for private companies to build charging stations. The problem is that the amount with that federal money, the amount of EV traffic on Wyoming's interstate is really low. And federal requirements are so high. So how are we going to do this? 
quote, we don't perceive that we're going to be economically feasible for the number a number of years. No longer than that, can't support them. That leaves doubt if any companies will respond to the state's request to build charging stations. Here's part of the problem. You build a charging station with a lot of this federal grant money, but then you got to maintain it. Yeah, and if business isn't stopping by, if the charging station is either breaking even or losing money, then what's the incentive to maintain it? And that's on the owner of the station. So the story talks about how much is going to be needed to do this. And the short story is, well, we're going to need more money to do this. This is why I've said to several people in the Wyoming House and Senate, would you please just not do this? Again, if, if private companies want to come in and spend their own money because they think it's viable and they can make money on this, then they'll do it. It'll happen organically. Where we're doing it right now, we're going to wind up with a bunch of dead stations all over the place, and someone's got to clean up that mess. 739, our man in Cheyenne with a legislative update. Use the chat on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app and get your opinions straight to the studio with K2 Radio. Seven forty-five is the time it's wake up Wyoming. Okay, it all depends on where you are. Chet in Yoder, bottom right-hand corner of the state. What happened to the snow? Early didn't get any snow. DJ up in Gillette can't find her front porch, and her front porch is not low. It's several steps up above the ground. Meantime, here where I am over in the Casper area, I was able to make it to work. I'm worried about getting home. Rock Springs, on the other hand, Don, let's call that Snowmageddon. It's just a complete whiteout blizzard on yeah. I-80 uh, west of Laramie to, to Rock Springs. It's um, winds at the airport in Rock Springs hit 66 miles an hour a few minutes ago. Oh, wow. Okay. And the temperature just keeps on dropping. So are we getting colder today, not warmer? Yeah, there's no warm-up. Okay. We've reached our high for the day. Yeah, okay. Now, as far as uh, the road, well, let's talk snow for a minute here. So can you tell who's done, who's not? Nobody's done. Okay. Okay, so the initial round of snow that came in with the Arctic front last evening and late yesterday afternoon did bring different results to different people for sure. Um, There was a line of very heavy snow with the Arctic front in north central and central parts of the state. Then as that front moved south, you know, you you got a report there from Yoder. Um, You know, the Arctic front came in and there was a burst of snow. Now, since then, there hasn't been very much. But during the course of the day today, that that overrunning we talked about, where the Arctic air is overrun by that Pacific moisture, will produce snow, and it will. the The snowfall rates that'll happen during the day today will generally be light to moderate. Um, a lot of the snow reports I'm getting, again, they vary, but I've got a lot of four to six inches of snow that fell overnight in those heavier areas. Um, but now it's going to be difficult to measure in some of the areas with the additional new snow. Uh, because of the blowing drifting. And then you got places like Laramie that really have almost gotten nothing in town because the uh, the Arctic air did not get it to Laramie at the right time. And so an east wind, because we're getting an east-northeast wind with this system, is a downslope into the Laramie Valley. So what ends up happening, it snows north of Laramie, west of Laramie, like it's snowing very heavily in Centennial right now. Snows up on the summit, but in town it'll snow on the east side of town, but on the wet, not on the west side of town. All due to wind direction, but the rest of the state, 
Uh, everyone's covered in snow. We'll be getting more snow. And really, it's the combination, Glenn, of the Arctic, these bitter cold temperatures and wind chills, and some additional snow on top of what we got last night that's going to make for some problems. And you mentioned Rock Springs. That south-central part of the state um, is not fit for man or beast right now. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, just tossing out there, you're not telling anyone what they want to hear. Just tossing that out there. Okay, <laughs> we hit Thursday. Do we, what, clear up a cold on Thursday? The good news, there's good news and bad news for tomorrow. Okay. Good news is we are going to clear out. There will be some lingering snow showers in the mountains, but the snow on the plains is essentially over. We actually are going to see not much wind tomorrow, not much compared to what we've been through. So there is an opportunity tomorrow with the clearing skies and the lighter winds to you know make some progress where the snow and the drifting is going to be at its worst. But it's going to be very cold. We're only going to see highs in the single digits and teens tomorrow. That's after lows tonight. There's going to be a wide range of lows tonight, but it'll be anywhere from minus five to some areas minus 35 tonight. Wow. Okay. And then, so single digits and teens is as good as we can do. But there is a window of opportunity tomorrow because the winds let up and the sun will be out. Yeah. Now it starts to warm up for Friday and the weekend, but that's when the winds kick in. Yeah. Well, I was about to say, you can go ahead and dig out, but then you got Friday and the weekend. Right, and the yeah, blowing so. snow is going to be a problem. Exactly. All right. Thank you, Don. Appreciate it. We'll do it again tomorrow, Don Day, with day weather. You see, now, you would think if he was a nicer guy, he would just lie to us and tell us what we wanted to hear, but no. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino's waiting by. Frank, anything canceled today on your end? No, I'm, okay. I, I got up and... So, okay, let's well, go. I don't mean you personally. <laughs> well, no, I, I, you're on your own today. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone is on their own, mm -hmm. okay? Um, like I said, I got up. I'm like, all right, well, this isn't so bad. Right. And then you look out the window, I'm like, now, I'm like, yeah. oh, maybe it's a little bit worse than it was at 5 a.m. Yeah, that, so, could, that could be the case, yeah. So, so the answer is, any, like, for, for high school teams that are supposed to be competing in, like, these regional tournaments and in-state right. wrestling tomorrow, they should already be there by now. Okay. Well, the good news of Don Day's forecast is he said tomorrow we do, while it is really brutally cold, at least it's clear and calm. We don't have a whole lot of wind going on. So there's their window of opportunity to go compete. The question after that is their ability to get home. And that's uh, that'll, that could be an issue. Yeah. I mean, um, and plus, even if it's not snowing tomorrow, you know, like with state wrestling, you know, it's, it's right. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, a lot of fans want to, you know, you know, come to the game. I mean, there, there isn't a road out of Casper that's open no, now. No, Wyoming is not closed. One. I looked at the. I wrote up a story on the Wake Up Wyoming site this morning about the road conditions. Essentially, Wyoming is just closed right now. So you can do what you got to do where you are, but you're not going anywhere else for a while. But we're here. Well, a men's college basketball, another game, another loss for the Wyoming Cowboys. They were defeated by Utah State in Laramie last night, 65-55. Pokes trail for the entire first half. It made a nice run to actually take the lead with 16 minutes to go in the second half. And then after that, superior talent took over as Utah State just grinded the game out the rest of the way. Xavier Ducell led Wyoming with 21, but Hunter Maldonado was 3 of 13th in the field. Hunter Thompson 0 for 6. Team as a whole shot a paltry 31% from the field. UW in last place in the 
the Mountain West Conference with a record of 3-12 and when they're 8-19 and overall. Utah State is 11-15 and in league play, 22-7 and overall. Cowboys will be at Colorado State in Fort Collins on Friday. Wyoming Cowgirls will host Nevada tomorrow in Laramie, and the Cowgirls sit at 18-9 and overall, 11-5 and in Mountain West play. Nevada is struggling this season with an overall mark of 9-17. and They are 6-9 and in the league. That is a 6-30 start tomorrow from the AA in Laramie. Junior College basketball, the Casper College games at Eastern Wyoming tonight in Torrington have been postponed due to the road conditions. The All-Triple-C basketball teams out of Cheyenne are scheduled to host Northwest of Paul tomorrow at the Story Gym. Coming up tomorrow, it's the beginning of regional high school basketball at the 1A and 2A levels. The 1A East Regional will be in Buffalo on the boys' side on Thursday. Southeast scheduled to play Midwest at 1.30. Guernsey meeting KC at 7.30. On the girls' side tomorrow in the first round in Buffalo, KC will play HEM at 9 in the morning. In the 2A East Regional will be in Sundance and Moorcroft. The Pine Bluffs boys will play at Sundance at 8.30 p.m. tomorrow. The Burns boys will play Tongue River at 8.30 tomorrow over in Moorcroft. On the girls' side in that 2A East Regional, Pine Bluffs will take on right at 4 p.m. tomorrow in Sundance and Tongue River will play Burns at 5.30 in Moorcroft. In 4A basketball from yesterday, the Cody boys edge Kelly Walls 51-49. The Cody girls defeated Kelly Walls 71-45. Tomorrow night's the annual Peach Basket Classic between the Gasper schools as Natrona will host KW. State High School Wrestling Tournament will start tomorrow at the Ford Center in Casper. The girls will wrestle all day tomorrow through the semifinal round and then the girls finals will be on Friday night. The boys will start on Friday morning with the semifinals Friday night and the finals will be on Saturday at 3.30 in the afternoon. It's in sports. Okay, so that will keep you busy locally. Well, no, no. We're, we're loaded, you know. Yeah, loaded. We have a good time. Even okay. with perfect weather conditions, it could be exhausting. Oh, yeah, right. Now, did, I guess you won't know until you get there, uh, was, I, I bet not everybody was able to show up. I'm sure, I'm thinking I'm thinking if you're not there by now, you're not getting there. Yeah. And yeah, I'm okay. sure that the Wyoming High School Activities Association set out an APB on Monday, <laughs> say everyone needs to leave now. Yes, okay. Because roads were being closed before the snow really even hit. Yeah. They, I, they were just ready. Yeah, I, I think you, you have to be there by now. You should have left. Yeah. Yesterday at the latest. In fact, we should be leaving for home right now. We're not well, going we to. Well, we got a couple of more hours to go, hours, and then yeah. uh, we'll have to order like <laughs> Grubhub or something. Exactly. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll on to news time after that national local. Then another update on your weather forecast. Oh, at 7.15-ish, there's an update on traffic as well. Basically, Wyoming's closed right now. But we'll go ahead and get road updates beyond that. Also, open phones. Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods. Wake up, Wyoming. Gaddy Eleven. Winter weather forecasts all morning long, and I got some more of those coming at you this hour of the program, but it is open phones. So while I do have some news and other items to talk about, you can interrupt, change the subject all you want, but we do still have to cover... Warning. We're sorry, but due to winter conditions, Wyoming is closed. If you are interested in winter recreation or just passing through, we just can't help you right now. Honestly, we're okay with it. Y'all are crazy out there, and we needed a break. It's cold. 
So let's take a look at what you're going to get. And I do have a road report coming up from Don Dane just a few minutes from now. But expect, according to day weather, more snow today. Tomorrow should be clear, but bitterly cold. Gives you a chance to dig out if you want to. Then we get into the weekend. Here comes the wind, screwing everything that you just did as you spent all of those hours digging out. But okay, that's going to go through the weekends. I am just hate to be the bearer of bad news, but okay. So some of the stories that I have for you here this morning, and again, open phones at this point, 888-97-WOODS, the phone number 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Wyoming could be home for another type of nuclear reactor, according to Cowboy State Daily. There's a startup company that wants to build fast nuclear reactors as the company CEO said, Wyoming may be on the list of possible locations. The Aurora brand reactors, Silicon Valley based, is looking to build much smaller than the TerraPower uh, Natrium reactor planned. And that's going to, what they say, replace the retiring coal plant in Kemmerer. Fast reactors, unlike conventional reactors, keep their neutrons moving quickly and don't require moderators to slow them down. Fast reactors get more total energy out of their fuel, but they use a much higher enriched fuel to get those reactors starting, according to the story. So Jacob DeWitt, he's co-founder, CEO, he told Cowboy State Daily, that the reactors with Aurora's reactors have similarities, the Natrium and the Aurora's. They both have liquid metal-cooled fast reactors. So we're not talking using a lot of water here. These are liquid metal-cooled. And they both use sodium, he said. Ours, he says, just happens to be smaller. The reactors would be a A-frame structure. So it looks like a big A-frame house when they get done with this. Kind of attractive looking, right? The company received a site permit from the U.S. Department of Energy in December 2019, and it will build its first power plant in Idaho. DeWitt said that there are more reactors planned. Wyoming is on the list of possible locations. He said, we've been having some conversations with various groups. It's really interesting, an opportunity here, not just for the reactors, but also the infrastructure, he says. They re the recycled fuel from these reactors will use uh, a separate facility to produce it. And they're looking at Wyoming as a possible location to build that facility. That's also going to be pretty significant for energy assets, he said. He said I can see a lot of ways that there are places like Wyoming where they could be a, a pretty attractive thing. So this company hasn't had a lot of detailed conversations about what this micro reactor is. I'd like, to, I'd like to know, and how much power does that produce? They want to buy, uh, design and build experimental breeder reactors. One that they built was operated at the National Reactor Testing Station in Idaho. Uh, 1994, it was shut down. DeWitt said the experimental demonstration had safety characteristics in its design and ability to recycle the nuclear fuel and reuse it again and again. So they get a lot more out of it because they can take it, recycle it down, and use it again instead of having to use it once and dispose of it. Uh, here's the question I was at. They, they compared the 345-megawatt power plant at uh, TerraPower as expected to produce. The conventional reactors consume about 5% of the energy available in their fuel. The rest remains unused, but their reactor uses 95% because they keep recycling 
the nuclear waste. Okay, would be interesting. Uh, so we'll see. The, the story at Cowboy State Daily is, is pretty long and involved, which it usually is because they do long-form articles, and that's good. Now, right now, they're just in the discussion phase of this. So there's no real plan to build one at the moment, but Wyoming is considered a possible site. So there's a possibility, we'll see, that at some point in the future, Wyoming could be dotted with little micro uh, nuclear reactors. Again, we'll see. There's a lot that has to be done in order for this to happen. And a big part of it, as you know, let's say it's a great idea. Let's say it's a wonderful idea. We should do this. Okay, but then by the time you get through all of the federal government rules and regulations, you're talking, what, like uh, 15, 20 years out before they even start to build something like this? Yeah, so right, we'll see. You know about it. It's on the burner. Well, it's they're considering putting it on the burner. Nothing has been decided yet. Another story I pulled up for you, and this goes outside of the state of Wyoming. Here's the headline. Let's go to schools for a minute. How can standardized exams be racist, is asking the state of Maryland. The story says there are many professors around the United States that require aspiring workers to complete varying amounts of training and pass, self, uh, well, pass trade specification exams in order to be able to qualify for a job. Probably far too many, to be honest, says the author. Some states require months of training and hundreds of dollars of fees to be a hairstylist, while others barely have any requirements at all. In Maryland, the process required to become a social worker is under scrutiny because the standardized exam administered to graduates is being flunked by a disproportionate number of black students. Maryland legislators are now considering fixing the problem by simply doing away with the exam requirement. This leads to the obvious question of how a standardized exam, a standardized exam, could be slanted in such a way. When Emmanuel Wilkinson sat down for the exam to become a licensed master social worker, he had nine job offers lined up. All he had to do was pass. Sitting in May, Wilkerson, now 24 years old, took the exam three times in four months, spent the summer studying, sank at least $1,300 into test preparation and fees, filled it each time. Why? He is a young black man. He keeps flunking him. Yet, young white men keep showing up and passing him. And they're trying to figure out why. What is going on here? That's an interesting question. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna sit back and wait to see what does the state of Maryland figure out. I don't know, but that's a really interesting question as to why that would happen, and what they need to do to figure out a solution to this problem. One answer is we'll just get rid of the test. Okay, but maybe I would go back to the schools where those young men learned, and ask the question. What exactly happened in this school that they can't seem to get past this? I don't know. 814's the time. Things in Wyoming that will drive the rest of the world into a coma, part three. Number one on the list specifically almost sent me into a coma. And that is the amount of people who are capable of driving cars during a blizzard. I'm driving a truck and I just got passed by the Jimmy John's delivery driver. He was in a car. He definitely did not have four wheel drive. Num Your morning travel network. Wake up, Wyoming. Glenn Woods. 
the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. I am here live today. Show is on the air. I don't know about getting home, but I got here today. Still coming down. All of that snow out there. All right. 888 Woods is the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Warning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing. Triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number, that's 888-97-W-O-O-D-F. And talking about what I'm talking about, change the subject, all fine by me. So, okay. How old were you when you got your driver's license? Now, I actually waited a little bit. I didn't get it right at 16, but then again, I was a teenager living on a small island, and I didn't really need it. I It was much better to bike everywhere, especially during tourist season. The island was jam-packed with vehicles during tourist season, and so it just made sense to stay on the bike paths. I, could, I, I was passing cars like crazy. When I moved off the island, needed a car, got a license, got a car, right? But you, you got your driver's license when? All right, well, the story I have in front of me here calls out the problems of teenagers. Now, it, the headline for the story is wrong. Why aren't, teenagers, why aren't teenagers driving anymore? Well, they are. But just how old until they get their license has changed. Driving cars, the story says, once widely coveted rite of passage. But a rising number of kids no longer see it that way. 60% of Americans 18 year old do not have a driver's license, down from 80% back in the 1980s. That same period of time, 16 year olds with licenses dropped from 46% to 25%. Today's driving teens are navigating in a very different world, it says filled with complexities and anxieties. The story says, the allure of independent mobility might be dimmed by the digital connectivity. This is the writer trying to figure out a reason why. Because previous generations, I mean, if you wanted to go see your friends, you had to go see your friends. You couldn't just sit there on your computer, right? Teens can summon an Uber or a Lyft with a tap of a finger. Parents can monitor child's every move through an app. Phones are once a potential distraction can be behind the wheel. And also why teens might feel less motivated to drive in the first place. When hangouts can happen online, there's less urgency to meet people in person. So the people doing the studies suspect there might be, that might be what's going on, tech. It just high tech things, right? Quote, my teen spends a lot of time playing video games. That's where the community is. So he really doesn't have to go anywhere. So for those people who don't play those video games, you get online to play a lot of video games today. And literally, there's other people online and everybody's chatting with each other while they're playing the game at home. So again, in our day, if you wanted to go talk to people, your friends, you had to get up and leave the house and go see your friends. 
Now people are playing video games online, talking with their friends. Story says a few weeks ago, this one kid's mom finally issued an ultimatum. You either need to get a job or you need to get your learner's permit, she said. So here's a kid getting toward 18 years old, never had a job, never had a learner's permit, never drove. She urged him toward this milestone, but she still feels, the story says, mixed emotions that most parents describe as they watch their kids take a big step that carries them forward and farther away. Quote, the thought of him driving terrifies me. Well, that happens to all parents. But I took him out for the first time, and he was immediately very good at it. So, like, oh, okay, he's going to be fine. I'm still terrified, says mom, but he has some independence. She wouldn't mind a little more freedom for herself getting the kid out of the house. After all, teen driving years are also a rite of passage for parents. Like when they're out of tomatoes, you know, she said, I can always have them stop by the store. Yeah, but also mom and dad get some a little alone time, I bet. As adults try to decipher the decline in teenage driving, a slew of complicated factors have emerged. Reports of road rage and aggressive driving are soaring. American kids are experiencing a mental health crisis that has been deemed a, natural, a national emergency. The prospect of driving can be especially daunting to kids who are already struggling with anxiety and depression. There's something I would like to learn a lot more about because I don't think we really know anything. I keep hearing, boy, kids today, anxiety, depression, my thought is because of, well, what they're taught at school, but also too much free time physically and mentally. Because when at a different time in history, kids got up early in the morning, had to go out and take care of the farm animals and other things at the farm, had to go to school, that kept them active. When they came home in order to have dinner on the table, more chores around the house, there was a time that was it. I mean, they everybody kept very busy it was a matter of survival now with all the free time out there the vast amount of luxury time it's no wonder people are overweight out of shape social economics and race uh, all sorts of variabilities play into this too Drivers' education classes for teens are mandatory and typically cost hundreds of dollars and car insurance is highly expensive for parents uh, one licensed clinical mental health counselor who works with kids and teens is particularly attuned to the way that a child's mental health might intersect with their reluctance to drive. In the past few years, she's noticed a significant increase in the number of baffled parents who talk about this. Quote, the parents keep coming in and saying, I don't get it. They don't want to sign up for driving school. Are they lazy? What's going on? One... Um, instructors said he asked teens why they're feeling disinterested they often shrug and say they don't know and sometimes they talk about their well parents talk to them about a need to drive they have friends who can drive them they can do a ride share app but when she probes it bit deeper she says the disinterest seems to stem from a level of anxiety specifically around getting older and having huge responsibility hmm Okay, so there's probably a lot of reasons, but we'll have to get into a little bit more. I couldn't wait to get a driver's license, but again, I had a reason for waiting just a bit because of where I lived at the time, but I still 
as soon as I needed one, I went, a whole, went, went ahead and got one. Interesting to me that I, I think sitting at home and playing on the video games in that virtual world has a lot to do with it. You don't have to go see your friends anymore. All right, off to we phones we go. Triple eight ninety seven Woods is the phone number. Judy's on the line about those charging stations. Hey, Jude. Oh my God, I cannot believe this. We took the money, and we're going. You're right. We're going to end up with these blocks of these stations all over the place. Yeah. That are useless and can't be maintained because the money isn't going to be there. Give the money back, Wyoming. Yeah. You know, and let. Somebody, if they got a gas station or something, and they want to put one in, or a motel, or a hotel, whatever. But we don't need the money. We don't need the problem. We don't need the headache, especially since we're closing down our power plant. Yeah. And just a little news on that. China is currently building over half of the world's coal-based power plants. Right. You think maybe they know something we don't? <laughs> right, yeah. All right. Well, we're going to wind up with a bunch of dead wind turbines and dead charging stations if we keep doing yeah, this. Because you know, yeah, and the government yeah. subsidies for all of this does not last forever, Jude. You know that as well, well as I do. So I can hope so. But I was hoping we had some brighter people. Well, yeah. They just need to open up their eyes and realize. Wyoming's energy is under our feet, not under right. our nose. Thank you, Judy. Got a bunch of news time coming up on local news, weather forecast update. Nice long segment of open phones. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. Wake up, Wyoming. Top and bottom of every hour. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM ten thirty K two Radio. Eight thirty six at times. Wake up, Wyoming. All right, triple eight ninety seven Woods phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Talk about what I'm talking about or change the subject. Melissa's on the line with me. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, Glenn. How are you this morning? Very good. I uh, hoping I can get home. <laughs> oh no, kidding. It's, yes, me too. Yeah. Um, I called yesterday to respond to uh, what happens if the power goes out and grocery store checkers can't make change. Right. Yeah. They don't teach that in school anymore. They don't teach. They don't teach life skills. They just teach wokeness. Right. Okay. There. You just really hit on something. I think that's pretty important because I remember in high school I was taught. Of course, checks were important then. So I was taught how to write a check, how to balance a checkbook, things. Yes, like counting back change, how to handle a bank account. But there were many other life skills. In fact, remember at the time, I don't know what they have today, but there were shop classes and home economic classes. Uh, they call it, they don't call it shop they, or home economics. They call okay. it something else. But did, did they it have those classes, though? Yeah, yeah, but they're, you don't have to be a boy to go to shop. And you don't have to be a girl to do home economics. Okay. The way they, yeah. the classes are. Yeah, I done. think that's fine. Whoever is interested in it is okay yeah. with me. But as long as they were learning some basic life skills. And so when I left school, I did have some training that helped me get a job. And I look at some of what schools have dropped now. And they don't have to teach it the way you and I learned it necessarily because a lot of technology has changed. But they should still teach it. So when, in fact, did you have a class 
in how to fill out an application for a job? No. I did. How to write a resume well, and how to fill out a job application in high school. We're about the same age, I think. I'm 60. How old are you? 58. Okay, so there. Yeah. Well, we obviously went to different school districts. Right. But no, I didn't have a job with how to fill out a, an application. Okay. That's okay. I figured it out. You, you did, yeah. I think the idea of here's how to not just fill out an application or a resume, but also how to do an interview and get a job is also an important tool to learn, if not in school, then from your parents. And a lot of these skills just are not being taught. So these kids with their anxiety that I keep hearing about, it might be because no one ever showed them how to do this. Probably because, but you know what? I bet they're woke. Yeah. Well, and then the next thing is they don't know where things come from anymore. I think that's a big part of the problem. <laughs> no. <clears throat> I grew up in a farming community, so my kids yeah. know that steaks come from cows. Oh, there you go, yeah. Or okay. deer or elk or whatever. Mm -hmm. My husband and I will shoot. But yeah. Yeah, okay. I think there's a big disassociation. And kids today will plug something in to recharge it and not be aware of all of the work that has to be done to provide that electricity. It doesn't just come from rainbows. No, it doesn't. Yeah. And even electric cars yeah. to make the batteries mm -hmm. really just destroys the environment. But it, Well, yeah, I mean, you want to talk raping the environment, let's build an electric car. But again, you try telling people that because they were told their entire life that an electric car is zero emissions and clean and sustainable. Yeah. So they're really shocked to hear otherwise. And they don't believe it. It's right? fake news. Yeah, that's right. All right. Thanks for calling in. Okay. We'll work out these kids. I like. I think she brings up a good point. I wanted to build in. If you missed the last segment before news, bottom of the hour, what I was talking about were kids today. The large number of them who don't even have a driver's license and are teenagers. Now, when a lot of us were young, the whole point of getting a driver's license is we wanted we wanted the freedom, but we wanted to go see our friends. Go, yeah, you couldn't just play online. You had to go see your friends. There's a lot of things that we were taught at a very young age because it was a necessity to learn it. I think a big part of the problem right now is that kids are not given those responsibilities at a very young age. JC's in Casper. Morning, JC. Morning, morning, long-time listener. First Thank time you. caller. Appreciate you calling. So, you know, get back on your conversation here with the video games and yeah. so forth. We have six kids between me and my wife. We're a mixed family. Mm -hmm. And I did not allow my children to have TVs in their room until they were 16. Right and could afford their own TV and video games, they were not allowed to have till they could get a job and purchase the games themselves. It's a great idea, yeah. And you know, I got kids ranging from 22 to 16 and not all of them granted, but most of them, you could look at them right now and they could drop $2,500 on anything they want because they work and they save and mm -hmm. they do what they're supposed to as a productive human being. Right Now I have uh, some cousins that lets their kids just go to their room and play video games all day. And these kids are 18 mm -hmm. and refuse to get a job and right. claim anxiety and claim depression. You know, and I think it's a fine line between what you you let them get away with and what they need to sure. do. Sure. So w would you then advocate, it sounds like you always made them work their way. I always advocated 
over time, because this is what my parents did to me, they slowly but surely cut the cord. We're no longer going to do this for you. We're no longer going to do that for you. And so by the time I was ready to move out of the house, I was pretty much doing everything myself anyway. Uh, yes, sir. So for them to drive, they had to have a job because mm-hmm. they had to pay for their own insurance and their yeah. own fuel. I purchased vehicles for these for my kids. Mm-hmm. But I, I refuse to pay for the gas. Okay. I refuse to pay for the insurance. That's their privilege of driving. They have to learn that they have that responsibility every month. Right. Yeah. When they hit 18 and they wanted a new phone, go get your own service. You're yeah. more than welcome okay. to go out there, become an adult, and purchase your stuff like I do. Yeah. In fact, I remember my you know, mom saying to me at a very early age when I complained about something she was giving me, you can go get whatever you want with your own money. Well, I don't have any money. Well, go get some. I'm not going to give you any. Yep. And then I went, yes, oh, I see what she's saying. Yeah. That's yes, sir. You know, and, and those some of our kids still live at home, and they're over 18, and I provide, yeah. you know, the basics, shampoos, some clothing, so forth like that. Yeah. But, you know, if they want to go to the store and buy a $100 pair of jeans, you're going to meet me halfway because I can buy yeah. a pair of jeans for $50 all see, day. my mom, when, my first job was on Sanibel Island, Florida, and it was at the Dairy Queen, and I was... I think like 13 at the time. My my sister was working there, so she recommended me, and I got the job. And as soon as I came home and I said, I got a job, my mom looked at me and said, okay, we're not buying your clothes anymore. You're buying your own clothes. That's the yes, first sir. thing that she said to me right then and there. So, okay, I think that's the way to do it. Well, I, I believe that's, that's yeah. the way to do it. If you don't put responsibilities on them at a young age, you yeah. know, you're, you're felling your children as a parent. Exactly right. Thank you, JC. Appreciate you calling in. He's in Casper, Wyoming. Smalls is also in Casper. I had a career class teaching us how to do a resume and an interview. That was back in 1984. Red, also in Casper, said, yes, they still teach changes, uh, still teach change in school. I was helping some kiddos learn coins a few months ago. Oh, okay. Good. Because I have ran a retail store for a while, and I had to teach every person who I got a job with, and they were all young, how to do things like count back change, which I learned how to do in school. Cheesehead is in Wisconsin. Morning, Cheesehead. Glenn, I work with kids who don't drive, and I don't get it either. Back in 1981, I got my license within a week of turning 16, but I had a part-time job, paid for the car, in a 1974 Pinto wagon. Wow. Okay, well, not exactly a chick magnet mobile there, Cheesehead, but you had a car, which is more than a lot of other guys could have said. And I paid for my insurance and my gas, he said. I miss my car. Yeah, see, I do think, my opinion, parents over time slowly cut the cord. Tell you what I'll do, because I've, I've talked about this before. I'll do this next hour. You really want your kids to be way ahead of everybody else and successful? Raise Alpha Kids. Now, I haven't given that speech in a while. We'll do that in the 9 o'clock hour. Right now, 845, wake up. Next time on on K2 Radio. Got something to say? Chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app or call 888-97-WOODS. Eight forty-eight. The time. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box. Frank Gambino. Oh, this is bad. If you ever look at the bottom right-hand corner of your screen on your computer, and they have that little weather thing there, does yeah, it does it say wind? No, it says blizzard. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Well, it that's just, what the, co- the computer <laughs> says. Yeah. It just said, before, before this, it said snow. It's snowing. Okay. Right. Now it just said blizzard. Oh, great. This goes back to, uh, okay, we made it here, Frank. Are we going to make it back? So let me ask you this. When do you look out the door in the morning and say, nope, and don't even try? When I can't see the vehicles that are parked on the streets. Okay. <clears throat> I've had that happen, where literally all I saw was lumps out there. It's been yeah, a while. And, and then then you say, you forget about it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, to me, it's a matter of, well, I live on a road that they do plow on a regular basis. That's a big deal. But also, how hard is it blowing out there, and how much is it piled up? Because I know the vehicle, I mean, can only handle so much. So it's just a matter of knowing what my vehicle can handle and knowing my driving ability. Indeed. Okay. So we are here. Yeah. We had no problems getting here. Right. But are you like me right now where you're looking out there going, well, as far no, as... No, we'll, we'll make it. Uh, we'll make, I think we only because I keep seeing these big Tonka toys going by. You took a picture of one. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, he was doing a nice job putting that windrow right in front of our yeah. radio station, you know? Yeah. Took his time. Uh-huh. Probably made two or three trips down the road. Now you see why I parked where I did. Yeah. Because I'll be able to pull right onto the road and continue going. I'm just wondering, you know, thinking out loud here... Everybody has their personal minimums, if you will, which yes. is which is fine. Some people will do more than others. Everybody has their personal minimum. With me, more than anything, Frank, it's a matter of my level of annoyance. Right? Yeah, yeah. My my, my minimum in town is different from my minimum. Oh, on the, going definitely. on the road from point A yeah. to point and, B in long yeah. distances. The only time I've ever been—I know you've been out there in a whiteout, so have oh. I, but I've never done it intentionally. I won't do that. But no, you get caught accidentally. Men's college basketball, another game, another loss for the Wyoming Cowboys. They were defeated by Utah State in Laramie last night, 65-55. The Pokes trail for the entire first half. Made a nice run to take the lead with 16 minutes to go in the second half after that superior talent took over as Utah State just grinded out the game the rest of the way. Xavier Dussel led Wyoming with 21. Hunter Maldonado just 3 of 13 from the field. Hunter Thompson, 0 for 6. Cowboys as a team shot a paltry 31% from the field. They just didn't look very good at all. UW is in last place in the Mountain West Conference with a record of three and twelve, eight and nineteen overall. Utah State is eleven and five in league play and twenty-two and seven overall. Cowboys will be at Colorado State in Fort Collins on Friday. Well, I mean, Cowgirls will host Nevada tomorrow in Laramie. The Cowgirls are eighteen and nine overall, eleven and five in Mountain West Conference play, so they're surging. Nevada is struggling this season with an overall mark of nine and seventeen and six and nine in league play. That is a six thirty start tomorrow from the AA in Laramie. Junior College basketball: the Casper College games at Eastern Wyoming tonight in Torrington have been postponed. Due to the road conditions, the LCCC basketball teams out of Cheyenne are scheduled to host Northwest DePaul tomorrow at the Story Gym. We'll see. Coming up tomorrow, it's the beginning of the regional high school basketball tournaments at the 1A and 2A level. The 1A East Regional will be in Buffalo, and on the boys' side on Thursday, Southeast will play Midwest at 1.30. Guernsey will meet KC at 7.30. On the girls' side tomorrow in that first round in Buffalo, KC will play HEM at 9 in the morning. The 2A East Regional will be in Sundance and Moorcroft. The Pine Bluffs boys will play at Sundance at 8.30. The Burns boys will play Tongue River at 8.30 at Moorcroft. On the girls' side in that 2A regional, Pine Bluffs will be will take on right at 4 p.m. tomorrow in Sundance. Tongue River will play Burns at 5.30 in Moorcroft. In 4A basketball from yesterday, 
The Cody boys edged Kelly Walls 51-49, and the Cody girls defeated Kelly Walls 71-45. Tomorrow night's the annual Peach Basket Classic between the Casper schools and the Toronto host KW. State High School Wrestling Tournament will start tomorrow at the Fort Center in Casper. The girls will wrestle all day tomorrow. All the way through the semifinal round, the girls' finals will be on Friday night. The boys will start on Friday morning. Their semifinals will be Friday night, and the finals will be on Saturday at 3.30 in the afternoon. This is in sports. I might have to go see this, Frank. So on Friday... They're at Hoganon Basin, for those who don't know. That's the ski resort Casper on the mountain there. They're going to have a glow stick night. So you get all dressed up in a costume with those glow sticks all over your costume? Provided that the road is open. Well, okay, we'll toss that in there, yeah. But, no, the idea that they can uh, go skiing down the mountain all lit up with glow sticks. You can see when when they turn the lights on up there, you can see it from miles away. See, my thought is I don't want to go up on the mountain and watch them. No, I want to be below the mountain watching skiers come down all lit up like that at night. Yeah. Oh, man. Just take the lift down. Yeah, that's beautiful. Okay, thank you, Frank. Uh, Mandy May, Glenn, have you been to Colony, Wyoming? I was looking at the road closures and noticed this northeastern town in Crook County. No, I haven't. I'll have to go look that up. All right, coming up on some local business that we have to take care of. News time after that, weather forecast. Then, since we're talking about kids and not getting their driver's license these days, the importance of raising alpha kids. 9 o'clock hour, and your phone calls. Wake up, Wyoming. Reconnected. Six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It is a Wednesday and over the hump we go. And yeah, Wyoming is Morning. closed. We are sorry, but due to winter conditions, Wyoming is closed. If you are interested in winter recreation or just passing through, we just can't help you right now. Honestly, we're okay with it. Y'all are crazy out there and we needed a break. It's getting colder too thursday is really going to be brutally cold so temperatures don't go up today they go down and road conditions are not getting better they're getting worse sorry thursday clear skies as you heard from don day's forecast and no wind but just bitterly cold then the wind comes in over the weekend so you you know the drill and next week might not be that much better we'll keep you up to date i managed to make it work today so did miss mary in fact, all of the different radio stations in the building here at Town Square Media, everybody made it in. We're all worried about making it back home. But, well, okay. 888 Woods, the phone number. It is open phones. You can interrupt me and talk about what you want to talk about. I want to pick on something that we were doing last hour. I had mentioned that there was a story I found. Young people, teenagers, are not getting out there and getting their driver's licenses like they used to. Now, for a lot of us, 16 years old, we were driving. I mean, boom, get out there. And part of it was the freedom, but also, you want to go visit your friends? You want to go do stuff? Better have a car. Now, the article that I was reading mentioned that, well, they think, and I think they might be a little onto something. Part of the problem was teenagers don't need to go out to socialize anymore. 
If you see them playing a video game, they're not doing it necessarily by themselves. They log into a video game where there's other people logged in, and everybody, they can talk to each other while they play, no matter where everybody is. One of the things, with today's social media, there's so much conversation going on with people that are not even in the same town. So to have friends and go places and so on, not as important. I think there's more to it than that, but that's part of it. Now, as we talked about other things, people started calling in about uh, a young person's, uh, even not just ability, but willingness to get a job, some basic life skills. A lot seems to be missing here, work ethic and so on, which is why a while ago, and I haven't talked about this on the air in, in a few years, but I wrote an article a while ago called Raise Alpha Kids. The idea is if you want your kid to be successful, do not play it the way so many other parents are doing it. Here's part of what I mean by that. From a very early age, start working that independent streak into your kid. The more independent they are, not not part of the hive mindset, but their own independent thinking person, the more of an individual they are, the better they'll be. They think for themselves. They don't let other people boss them around. They don't let other people make rules for them. That kind of a thing. Independent thinkers. And the more independent they are, the better they'll do. But also start snipping little by little all those little cords. Because when they're young, you took care of everything. You even wiped their butt. You did everything for them. But the older they get, the less you do for them. And get them to understand why they have to do it themselves. Right? To the point that at a very young age, so you, wanna, you, you want that toy that you saw? Well, you can have that, but what are you going to do to earn it? And explain them, to them that why that's important. As soon as they're old enough to get a job, well, I'm not going to be buying you any more new clothes. Go get your own clothes. You're going to have to get a job, and then with the money you earn, you can buy your own clothes. Or however you want to play it, you're the parent. But start developing that independent streak of this is yours. And once you earn that money, that money is yours. And if you decide to go off with that money and buy something, whatever it is you bought, is yours. And other people are not allowed to tell you what to do with it. It's yours. See, if you, if you let other people buy you stuff, then you're beholden to them with the whatever it is they bought for you, but also you owe them. Be independent that way. The stronger, the more independent they are. Getting a driver's license at an early age, getting a job at an early age, buying their own stuff. They want a video game? Hey, you, we had a caller earlier. Kid wants a video game? Kid can have a video game. You can have whatever you want. Go earn the money and go buy it, and you can do whatever you want. And, of course, the kid would want to upgrade the video game over time, get more toys attached to it, whatever it might be. Well, you want to do that? That's fine. Go out, earn the money, go get it. And once you earned it, it's yours. Developing that independent streak and getting the kid out there of their own mind, with their own job, working for whatever they have, and with that comes a sense of satisfaction Working hard, even at a job that they don't like, 
and earning their own money gives them a sense of satisfaction that doesn't come with just getting stuff for free. So there's a sense of pride with that and a sense of maturity that comes with that and the responsibility of I want if I want this stuff, if I want a successful life, I have to show up for work on time. I have to work hard, probably harder than everybody else. And they'll learn failure, too. They'll make mistakes. They'll fail. They'll do dumb stuff. But that's part of the learning process. Another thing that I find, have you heard the phrase helicopter parenting? That's where parents hover over their kids all the time, trying to protect them from every little thing. Yeah, not a good idea. Best idea is to let the kid fail and then help them to understand. So here's why you failed, but that's okay. Failure is not a bad thing. Everybody does. It's part of the learning process. Don't be ashamed of failure. Failure's good. Then you learn what you did wrong. You get back up. You try it again until you get it right. You'll probably have to fail multiple times. That builds character. That builds a stronger person. Those are the alpha kids. Those are the people who in future generations will be the bosses, the business leaders, okay? the one who owns the company. Not the employee who's struggling barely. I hear from time to time, we got to raise the minimum wage. How about you raise a kid who is determined to not make minimum wage for very long? They made it when they were a teenager with their first job, but they were determined after that to never have a job that paid so little. And throughout their life, they were try constantly trying to figure out how to make more money. Raise that kid, not the kid who protests where they're not paying me enough at Starbucks. No, raise the kid who looks at the job and understands this job is not good enough for me. I need a job that's higher up the scale and not just prestige scale, but pay scale. I need to be the boss. Raise that kid. That's on the parent. When I take a look at the problems that kids are having today, we, in a lot of ways, blame the schools, and I can certainly spend an entire four-hour program blaming the schools, but I also have to go back home to the parents. Did you raise an alpha kid, or did you pretty much just let the kid raise themselves? What did you teach them? Mommy M writes me, I took, these people are, by the way, sending me notes over the app. Download the Wake Up Wyoming app, it's free at your app store. When it opens up, you'll see a toolbar across the middle. If you touch the chat button, you can send me a text message. Mommy M says, I took driver's ed when I was 16. We walked everywhere, then moved so I didn't get a license. Again, we walked everywhere, but then we were, yeah, okay. So 17, had our license, okay. Um, I could drive, I like driving. I had nothing to drive, but I did work. It took time to save up for a car. Yeah, well, see, the reason I didn't get a driver's license until a little bit later, I was a late teen when I got a driver's license, is I grew up on an island where driving didn't make a whole lot of sense. It really didn't. They, when traffic packed up on that island during tourist season, I could ride my bike faster than any of those cars were going, so I would rather. But as soon as I moved off the island, immediately. But you see the importance, though, of raising alpha kids. You want your kid to be successful. To have your kid be the boss who earns a lot of money and doesn't have all of these 
problems that you hear so much kids today with anxiety problems and depression problems and so on. These kids won't have that. They'll have a lot of self-confidence if you raise alpha kids. And that starts at home. Sending your kids out to play. Now hold still. Mommy, I can't breathe. Well, playtime's not what it used to be. Not since the nanny state's taken over. I'm not going to tape over your mouth. You need to breathe. How am I supposed to go out and play in my cave and move? Well, with all the dangers that are out there in the world, like Nerf, (laughs) soccer balls, (laughs) hugs, And who knows, your kid might come across a five-year-old selling lemonade on their front lawn after school. Now this is for your own safety. Put your helmet on. It's hot and all this stuff. Don't take any chances in today's dangerous world. Make sure to bubble wrap your kids before they step out the front door. This isn't fun anymore. Shoulder pads, elbow pads, and helmets. Earplugs in case they hear any offensive words. 911 on speed dial on their cell phone. The number of a counselor. Just in case they see, hear, feel, smell. Anything that might be considered remotely offensive. Condoms. In fact, better idea. Just keep them inside. It's far too dangerous out there in the real world. In the last 11 years, 115 people died of weightlifting accidents in a gym. In that same 11 years, only one person died of eating a donut. Make good choices, people. Just on the air. Sorry, but we had a budget. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. Twenty-three is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Okay, getting a lot of good reaction from people. I started with DJ and Gillette, and DJ and Gillette was saying, "Well, there were a lot of people who were raised, in, including her, where they were operating farm equipment at like age fourteen. Yeah, and and there was a time. I'm trying to remember which government agency it was that tried to. I think it might have been Department of Transportation. I'm not sure. That tried to." say that you couldn't operate farm equipment until you were a certain age and got certain licenses. And right away, the farming industry across the country rose up and shut that noise down right away. Because of the number of young people who learned early. I mean, they in some cases, they weren't even teenagers. And they're driving this big old tractor around and operating expensive and, yeah, sometimes dangerous equipment. When it comes to a family farm, it's all hands on deck, but also it teaches those young people the importance of work at a very young age and why they have to work and what it means and where things come from. The idea that, well, you can't have, well, you got to get a license for all of it. More government bureaucracy making laws without going through our elected officials. The bureaucracy was making law. Grandpa Rich in Thermopolis We got our driver's license at 15, working for ranchers, earning school clothes, summer jobs. Never have drawn workers comp, now I'm 74. Then there's, let's see, Small sends me a note. I've often said jobs such as McDonald's, Starbucks, sacking groceries, stepping stone jobs while you're in high school and college. They're not to be careers unless you're into management. Yeah, then... Yeah, then you can go ahead and run the grocery store. But, no, he's right. The minimum wage job was never meant to be a permanent condition. It's the starting point. 
This is why I say raise kids in such a way that they understand. You get your first job, you're not going to make a whole lot of money. But the idea is, since you're worth more than that, you're going to make yourself worth more than that. You're going to keep upping your skills so you're worth more and more. So as soon as you work your way out of your first minimum wage job, you never get a minimum wage job ever again. Also read, driving on farms at 12. See, very young people. Learner's permit at 14, driving 16. We also started on a standard in the Montana winters. My parents wanted to be sure we could get our jobs no matter what. Arnie writes, I got my North Dakota, am I saying that right, Arnie? My North Dakota driver's license when I was 14. The farm I grew up on was about eight miles from my pavement and 18 miles away from any town. The day I took the driver's test for my license, I had hauled a load of cattle into the sale yard. So I was driving a cattle truck with a 16-foot box and a 20-speed transmission. Strangely, I wasn't asked to parallel park. <laughs> no, but could you back that sucker up at that age? I bet you could back that sucker up at that age. And here again, these are people who understand where things come from. They understand responsibility. They don't have all sorts of anxiety disorders and stuff like this. They're busy. They're doing something with their lives. They're creating. So they end up becoming the responsible adults who, in most cases, end up running the company, end up in charge, end up making the good money. Those people who will do something with their lives, and when they finally get old enough and say, that's enough, I want to retire, they're ready for that too. But here's why I always tell people who go to retire, because I've seen this happen too many times. If you do get to the point that you decide to retire and just stop, don't just stop, never stop. I've watched retired people fall apart in a very short period of time because their life no longer had a purpose. You have to have a purpose to life. And that's what I think happens to a lot of young people. They get up in the morning with no purpose. No one gave them a purpose. No one taught them what a purpose was. And so when I read articles saying, yeah, young kids today, they suffer from all sorts of anxiety and depression and stuff like that. Yeah, nobody gave them a purpose. There's no point to all of this. And so no wonder they feel that way. But show them how to create a purpose for their life and how to be a responsible adult, an independent adult, an independent thinker as well. And now you've created a well-adjusted, successful person. And as a parent, you've done your job. Coming up on 9.30, got local news coming away right after local news, update on your weather forecast. And you and I get back into it again for another segment of Open Phones. These people, some of these people I'm answering right now, they're sending me notes over the app. Open up the Wake Up Wyoming app. You see the toolbar in the middle. Hit chat. Send me a text message. Or you can call the program, 888-97-WOODS, 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Quick update on Wyoming roads. They're closed. It's Wake Up Wyoming.
9.36 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. KOWB is a radio station in Laramie, Wyoming that carries this uh, program. And the jerk that runs it is David Settle. Hi, Dave. How are you doing this Good. morning, Glenn? Okay. You sent a video to us because, <laughs> well, I've been getting messages from people all morning long in Laramie, and Don Day explained it when I had him on at 7.45. People are getting hammered by snow all over Wyoming, except you guys. Yeah, it's really weird. I mean, it literally, you drive about 30 minutes north of here towards Rock River, and it's a blizzard. You drive west of here towards Centennial, another 30 minutes. Snow's coming down pretty good. We just had a little light snow shower finally move through, but uh -huh. I kid you not, it, there's kind of broken clouds in the sky. There was a point at a, just over an hour ago, I did another video that I sent to our uh, digital person, Felicia, of it was actually sunshine in the valley for a few moments. Oh, wow. So you actually, yeah. what's it, the, what's it the temperature? It really has been weird, but uh, as yeah. Don Day, lovely meteorologist, explains, we're in a little bit of some way, somehow, a snow shadow. It's not the yes. first time right. that this has happened, but it's very rare and random. When he's, He explained it to me by saying, so when the wind is blowing from the other direction, the way this thing is rotating, right. the wind is coming from the east. And so it goes over the big hilly area between you and Cheyenne. And because of that, all of that moisture passes over you and dumps beyond you. Yeah, it's it's the strangest thing I've ever seen. But yeah. being here in Laramie since the mid-90s, it's not the first time I've seen right. this. But, it, it, I mean, we were forecasted to get somewhere in the neighborhood of three to six inches. But yeah. the, you know, the bigger amounts were elsewhere when they were putting out the forecast earlier in the week. And so I was kind of crossing my fingers, hoping and praying as the sun breaks out again here in the Laramie Valley. Um, <laughs> I was kind of hoping and praying that we would be on the lighter side of that, yeah. not knowing that we would barely get a skiff of snow overnight. Right. What's the temperature there? Uh, I believe last I checked, it was one. Okay. You see, you're beating oh, everybody so there, too. Yeah, because everybody else is now getting into the negative numbers, and you guys are like Miami Beach. Well, okay, it's four. Is okay, what it let's me, see right? again. God, okay. But we're still in a wind chill warning. We're still under a wind chill warning because we are expected to drop to around minus fifteen or so yeah. tonight. So but that's I, still not as bad as other places. No, but I think the way this is supposed to work, because this thing is rotating, as it rotates beyond you, you'll finally get some of it. But I don't think yeah. you're ever going to catch up to what the rest of us are doing. No, it sounds like you guys are bad. Rock Springs is horrible. Oh, Rollins yeah. sounds really bad. Sounds like Sheridan's pretty much shut down and, yep. and up that area. So, yeah, a lot of places yeah. getting it far worse than us. But right. when they tell you that the weather's always worse in Laramie, don't believe the hype. <laughs> don't believe that. No. And, and on that note, now, Wyoming is closed. If I were to give a Wyoming road report right now, I would say nothing's open. Just don't even bother. There are some places uh, that are... As you head up to sort of north of you and you get into Rock River and Medicine Bow and Hannah, they have been stuck there for quite a while. That road just been closed. Yeah, I think it's been closed since Sunday, Glenn. Yeah. Honestly, uh, I got back from a, a road trip late Saturday night, early Sunday morning, and I think the road was open at the time we got right. back, but I'm pretty sure it's been closed since most of Sunday. Uh, whether you're talking 80 or U.S. 30, which is what you're talking about, yeah. that goes north out of town through, or yeah. through those communities. they Those those communities, I'll tell you what, it's been a rough, rough winter in this corridor. I don't care which way you go. 
3287 North, or if you go I-80, it's been a rough, rough winter for any type of drivers. Did you hear about, uh, I wrote an article about this, the marshal in Medicine Bow. Who yeah, had I did. Our, our news person has yeah. been kind of featuring that this week in her newscast, yeah. and that was just unbelievable to hear about, but not surprising. Not at all, because, no. Because, I mean, when you're when you're kind of out on an island like Medicine Bow is, it, you know, and, and all the roads in and out of town are closed quite a bit like they have been most of this winter, especially since... I want to say just after the new year, December wasn't too horrible. Yeah. But yeah, but from, you know, last two months basically have been absolutely horrid. Last okay. six weeks or so. Well, go out there in your backyard and lay out there and oil up and get a suntan while the rest of us. And I'll freeze. try in the four degree yeah. weather. Yeah, sure. You do that. Hey, Dave, thank you. Good to hear from you no again. Problem. All right. Well, he uh, agreed to come on here real quick and talk about that because he's just, it's just been actually by, by comparison, nice and Larry. I've been getting notes all morning long. Josh is in Chugwater. Just turned into 650 here. The Tri-County Mercantile. Oh, okay. I, oh, yeah. He, that, that means the radio station he's listening to is KGAB 650. Josh, real quick. Uh, how is if you can send me a note send me some pictures too last time josh is at the mercantile in chugwater which is right across from the soda fountain and last time they had a big winter storm he took some pictures and it was just beautiful those pictures you posted there that i'd like to see again and now and chugwater is another one of those places every so often they get uh, snowed in and isolated and there's just no way in and out but they're just kind of used to that 9 42 is the time wake up wyoming you're never boring Forty-seven at a time. Let's wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino waiting by. You know, Glenn, yeah. Miss Mary did a great job shoveling the front sidewalk. Did she do that? Okay. You know, now she needs to attack the parking lot uh-huh. and the big drift yes, uh-huh. that's on the one side of the on the south side right. of the building that you cannot pass. Right. After you get done saying that, I wouldn't go back there and say hi to her for the rest of the day. Well, no, I mean, I thought, she, I thought she did a great job with the <laughs> she sidewalks. Did, yeah, right. Now you're giving her more jobs, though. Well, right? yeah, I mean, we, we, have, we, have one, we have that shovel that, you know, no, normally, remember how the shovels used to be just straight? Yes. Now they're kind of curvy, yep. you know, for what? To help your back or yes. something? Yes, yep, try it. Is that what it is? Uh, I think that's what it is, yeah. Also, it just gives you some... Uh, a better angle to lift at because oh, it's harder to do when it's straight. That you know, angle just, of attack is yes. always important. It is very important. Now, to give you an idea, I got here about 2.30 this morning, right? That back ramp that comes upstairs. Oh, no, no. Okay, well, I that, shoveled that, that's, that down. Try it again now. Yeah, okay. Then I went back uh, a couple of hours later and shoveled it again. Our friend down the hallway, Drew, shoveled it twice. And well, so, Mary needs to shovel it the third time. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Wait a second. Mary's sending me a note here. I absolutely did not shovel the walk, but I will take credit for it. Glad <laughs> to hear I did a good job. <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, I, I have to really say, if, well, I'm going to pat us all on the back here. The entire morning crew showed up. Yeah, we're here. We got here, and we all did our jobs and more than that shoveling stuff and mary did a great job making sure i got on the air this morning which could have been very problematic but she got that done so yeah yeah we've all got it done now we we're all talking about getting out of here as soon as we can and trying to make it home yes okay so let's get started let's get, and let's started get done here. all right real quick while i was waiting through that commercial break i started looking stuff up here let me see um signs i might buy this one's before coffee, I hate everyone. After coffee, I hate everyone. Um, yeah, but I don't want to kill them. Okay. 
coffee because murder is wrong. I see. Yes. I was impressed, Glenn, after yeah. all this snow that I came in and you had made the coffee. That's that's, that's the only I reason. I do every I knew, morning. Glenn, that was the only reason I knew you were here. Oh, the coffee was made. I, I didn't okay. see your vehicle or anything. Good. Like, oh, the, the vehicle's across the street. Well, I, I wasn't looking yeah. there. Oh, that, I mean, okay. It was dark. Uh, coffee. And it was strong coffee this morning, too. You oh. Know yeah. Drink coffee, do stupid things faster with more energy. I might have to get that one. Yes. Okay. I like this one. Coffee makes me feel less murdery. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But only temporarily. Yeah, right. Uh, touch my coffee, I'll slap you so hard, even Google won't be able to find you. That's <laughs> not bad. <laughs> that's very true. Uh, you can't make everyone happy. That's why you have coffee. Okay. Uh, this just goes on and on. I don't drink coffee to wake up. I wake up to drink coffee. Right. Okay. I have, just as long as I'm reading all of these quotes here and so on, I have uh, gone places where there wasn't any coffee, and I did just fine without it. Not a problem. But there's something about that the smell of the room after, you know, and then that first sip of coffee to get you going first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that is, but coffee if you're not shaking you need another cup right oh dr drink this this italian roast oh really coffee nutrition facts uh awesomeness 15000% strength 2000% hard work 150% wrong answers 99.99% <laughs> unconditional love guaranteed right see Okay. And we all need more coffee so we can go shovel. And don't you feel just weird when you meet someone in the morning who doesn't drink coffee? I don't oh, yeah, understand. What, yeah, what's up with that? Men's college basketball, another game, another loss for the Wyoming Cowboys. They were defeated by Utah State in Laramie last night, 65-55. The Pokes trailed the entire first half. Made a nice run, however, to take the lead with 16 minutes to go in the second half after that superior talent took over as Utah State just grinded the game out the rest of the way. Xavier Ducell led Wyoming with 21, but Hunter Maldonado was 3 of 13 from the field. Hunter Thompson 0 for 6. The team as a whole shot a paltry 31% from the field. Frankly, they didn't look very good on offense for almost the entire game. UW is in last place in the Mountain West Conference with a record of 3-12 and 8-19 and and overall. Utah State is 11-5 in league play, 22-7 overall. They'll play at Colorado State in Fort Collins on Friday. Well, I mean, Cowgirls will host Nevada tomorrow in Larry. The Cowgirls are really going. They're 18-9 overall, 11-5 in Mountain West play. Nevada is struggling this season with an Overall mark of nine and seventeen and six and nine in league play. That is a six thirty start tomorrow from the Double A in Larry. In junior college basketball, the Casper College games at Eastern Wyoming tonight in Torrington have been postponed due to the road conditions. They will play those games on Monday. The L Triple C basketball teams out of Cheyenne are scheduled to host Northwest DePaul tomorrow at the Story Gym. Coming up tomorrow, it's the beginning of the regional high school basketball tournaments at the one A and two A level. The one A East Regional. In Buffalo and on the boys' side, Southeast will play Midwest at 1.30. Guernsey will take on KC at 7.30. On the girls' side in that first round in Buffalo, KC will play Hannah Elk Mountain at 9 a.m. In 2A, the 2A East Regional in Sundance and Moorcroft, the Pine Bluffs boys will play at Sundance at 8.30 p.m. Tomorrow, the Burns boys will play Tongue River at 8 p.m. Tomorrow night at Moorcroft. On the girls' side in that 2A Regional, Pine Bluffs and right at 4 p.m. tomorrow in Sundance, Tongue River will play Burns at 5.30 in Moorcroft. In the 4A basketball 
from yesterday. The Cody boys, that's Kelly Walsh, 51-49. The Cody girls defeated Kelly Walsh, 71-45. Tomorrow night's the annual Peach Basket Classic between the Casper schools as Natron will host KW. The state high school wrestling tournament will begin tomorrow at the Ford Center in Casper. The girls will wrestle all day tomorrow through the semifinal round, and the girls' finals will be on Friday night. The boys will start on Friday morning with the semifinals Friday night, and the finals will be on Saturday. That will start at 3.30 at the Ford Center. The Peach Basket Classic. Yes. That's where it all began. Well, yeah. The, the, you know, that's, you know, and Dr. Naismith. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Invented the game. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, threw by, the ball in the basket. And then it took them a while to realize if we put a hole at the bottom. Yeah. Then that's what they did. And that's, yeah. the, and that's the trophy they play for. How many... How many baskets did they have to make before they finally thought, you know, if we put a hole at the bottom? <laughs> I should hopefully only one. I would hope so, too. But that's the way I heard the story is they didn't do it right away. Well, you know, it takes time. To figure these things out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Frank. Mm-hmm. Safe driving home. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care of news time, national local update on the weather forecast. And then we're just going to, I'm going to anyway, just uh, easily take it home. And I plan on going nowhere the next, well, at least day. Tomorrow we'll do this again, though. If I made it this morning, I can make it tomorrow. I'm sure I can. Let's wake up my own.